today. The White House says Biden has been on top of border security since day one and more very mentally stable, very sane trans activists ruining the country. We've got all of that and more coming up and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, and today we are one day closer to Title 42's expiration. We are seeing mass amounts of illegal immigrants just waiting, just lying in wait to enter the country. And uh, we're hearing from the Biden administration, they are sending troops, additional troops over to the border, which is strange because you would think that if the border was already secure, which is what they keep telling us, you wouldn't need additional troops. You would already have a secure border. But Corinne Jean-Pierre, the ever lovely and eloquent Corinne Jean-Pierre, White House press secretary, has told us yesterday that the border has been a priority for the Biden administration since day one. Watch. I can't say what it's going to look like after uh, after May 11th, but what I can say is that this is an administration that has taken the challenges that we see at the border very seriously since day one. Mm since day one. It's strange because I recall reading the statistics of record amounts of illegal immigrants entering this country since day one. So it's strange to me to hear the White House continue to peddle the lie that the Biden administration has been interested in any kind of border security at all whatsoever. I'd like to see what my guests have to say about that. I want to welcome to the program Blaze TV contributor Eric July, also founder and owner of Ripiverse Comics, and Blaze TV contributor Yaku Buyans, also host of The Bottom Line. I'm going to go to you first, Yaku, because you were just at the border, and you've been at the border many, many, many times since day one. That's right. Would you please, I'm just going to go ahead and give you the floor here. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for letting me speak frankly. We have an absolute disaster at the border. There is no border. There's not even a uh, functioning border. It is no border. We have no border. Illegals are coming in. They have been coming in. Are you aware, Sarah, that the Trump wall that does exist have gates? Every quarter mile, there's a gate. Those gates are permanently left open, Mm -hmm. unmanned. Mm -hmm. On our side of the gate is a canal. The Biden administration so much cares about the uh, the border that they went and installed rungs in the canal so that the illegals can easier climb through the canal. To say that there's a border is a laughing stock, it's a joke. Unfortunately, we now have intel from the border and we spend a lot of time there, both sides of the border. Around about 650,000 illegals have been amassed by the cartel on the Mexican side of the border within 50 miles of the US. You're gonna see half a million cross in five days. Mm. From, From May 11th, through May 16th, 17th, a half a million people are gonna come into this country. We have no idea, she's right. We don't know what it's gonna look like because it's gonna be third world country. It's gonna be disaster, destruction of property, rape, plunder, sex trafficking, labor trafficking. We're now finding 10 year old kids working in McDonald's one o'clock in the morning. This is what's coming and it's gonna affect all of you, America, not just Texas. Right. So Sarah, it's a disaster. It's, an abs- it's a complete implosion. 
Oh, our system. I mean, we we look at El Paso now. I showed a video just earlier this week. Now, this is before Title II, uh, Title 42 is expired, and there is no room downtown. It is literally stacked with people lying on the lying on the sidewalk, lying on the street, setting up sleeping bags, blankets. There, it's just it's incredible how many people are already there. So you're right. They're not just going to say in Texas, just like you. No. It's impossible to stack any more human beings in these places. They're going to have to go other places. Um, you also have, Eric, the president of the National Border Patrol Council. Uh, his name is Brandon Judd. He just recently warned that uh, once Title 42 goes away and the explosion happens, uh, the drug cartels are going to control our entire southwest border. They're going to be able to bring in all of their products like the fentanyl uh, that's already a problem in this country. And, you know, we've been hearing from Representative Andrew, Andy Biggs of Arizona that he's already received, Arizona has, is already receiving intel that, that the drug cartel's plan is to, once it's expired, they've, got, they've already got half a million, close to a million people ready to just swarm the border all at once. Yeah, man, that's certainly interesting. Um, the Biden administration, Democrats in general, kind of painted themselves in a corner where it's like the, the, the typical champagne socialist where they recognize something as a problem or rather the, ideolo the ideology that they're presented with that they have to follow in public um, is either self-defeating. Uh, it has its own share of problems and they acknowledge that. But the, the base, which may be a bunch of idiots, nonetheless, you're still appealing to those idiots. And they look at it like, well, if we try to address it head on, which is why they try to do stuff in secrecy, where it's all right, well, let's see if we can get some guys uh, from the military at, at the border or whatever. And they do it, you know, a pass and go through the through the uh, news cycle because. It's them essentially acknowledging a problem, but they don't want to make as big of a deal on it because, well, even though they know it's an issue, their their uh, constituents or their their the people that generally support them look unfavorably in the event that they actually do something about the the particular issue. So they painted themselves in that corner, uh, uh, and it's not something that started yesterday. That was their own mistake and kind of trying to cater to that demographic, or rather, tell lies pertaining to the actual. Uh, immigration, certainly in Texas, and telling lies and making it seem and presenting a picture. And that's how they did themselves in as if it's, yeah, it's just a, a family of four that just wants to live a better, better life and presenting it as if those are the only people that are trying to, let's say, get into this country. That's just not true. That's never been true. And I say this as somebody that has lived in South uh, lived in South Texas for six years. So I saw this stuff with my own with my own eyes. And it was even humbling for me because it's one thing to be idealistic. It's another to see something that's completely different to what you want to believe. You're sure, I'm pretty sure people have a far less of an issue if it was that simple. Let's say that it wasn't uh, cartel issues or there weren't people that were meaning to do harm uh, and using, let's say, that that border and whatever issues pertain, uh, that pertains to the border as their kind of vehicle to do harm. Yeah, people would have a lot less issues uh, uh, with folks getting over here. But that's just simply not what it is that we're dealing with. So until we can have an honest discussion with each other and these idiots who well, the politicians who sit here and like play these sort of sort of games to where they 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 make and resolve the issue, but resolving the issue makes it makes them look bad. So they'd rather just not do anything about it until we get to that point. Well, it's going to continue to be a problem. And that's the thing that, that, that sucks about it all, where you can identify a problem. You can say, I feel like this could be easily resolved. 
but they just won't do it. I mean, yeah. you go to, you know, all of the, Eric, you make the point that, well, they always want to say, well, it's just it's just people coming in here for a better life, which, you know, I just, it's it's not the case. It's just absolutely not true because whenever you see these groups, it's mostly young men, yeah. right? It's not like, oh, well, it's With just a the child, women. Because right. a child now gets them favorable circumstances. Right. The cartel now calls them recycled children. Great. That's the term. They recycle them, meaning you cross, I interrupted you, I no, apologize. You cross the border with the child because the NGO is gonna show you favor. The police mm -hmm. is gonna show you favor, mm -hmm. case in point. Two senators I'm on the phone with this week saying, can you help? The sheriffs are forced by the FBI to release a cartel member at a traffic stop with an infant, a one month old and a five year old in the vehicle. They're forced to release that guy with the children because he has a court date that DPS gave him at the border for January 2024. They're forced to release these guys because they issue court dates. So this is the processing. So the 1,500 that, that Biden is sending to the border now, they're all paper pushing paper. Right, right. Well, right. Yeah, because, all pushing paper. So, and, and whenever you hear about an apprehension, that doesn't mean they, they're uh, apprehending them and sending them back. No. They're just processing they're them. They're processing them. They give them a date, literally uh, January 24th, 2024, show up. The guy's a known cartel member. A sheriff pulls him over. They run him. Hey, we've been looking for this mm -hmm. guy. He's been deported three times. Mm -hmm. There's an infant, a Russian, two Romanians. Oh, they're only coming here for a better life. I right. promise you. Right. Okay. Right. Russian Romanians in the car with a three-year-old girl, an infant, and they got to let him go by the orders of the FBI because DPS apprehended him and processed him. This is a debacle. Wow. Americans are unfortunately they're going. Americans are going to die. Well, I mean, so they already have. Let's go back to last week's story from uh, Cleveland, Texas. Right when a Mexican national just shot up a whole family because they dared ask him to stop shooting his gun in the backyard because he was waking up their baby. In and out, five times he had been deported. He just comes right back over. Yeah. Let's talk about the, uh, there, there was illegal immigrants involved in this uh, five gangland murders in Nashville, Tennessee. There were nine MS-13 members, mm -hmm. and uh, they, this was including illegal immigrants, three of them right there, illegal immigrants, who were involved and convicted in these murders. These are very real things that are happening. Again, I go back to what President Trump said that everyone on the left crucified him for, which is we're letting in rapists and murderers and bad people. You know why? Because the people who just want a better life do it the right way. That's right. They're law abiding by nature. They just want a better life. They just want to, that's, they're standing in line. They're waiting. And this is a slap in the face to all of those people who do want a better life. So it's frustrating to hear the left continue to uh, purport that to be true, because I'm saying I want this system to be fixed so that all of those good people who are in it for a better life can actually get processed through the system correctly and more quickly. And get a work permit and right. work and provide for yes. themselves. Because now we've also now created the largest homeless class in America's history. They're all homeless. They live in the sewer. Eric, I climb into the sewer. It is heartbreaking mm -hmm. to see someone from Honduras that can't even speak English. And they literally come in El Paso, Del Rio, Eagle Pass. They come out of the sewer. They live in the sewer. They're homeless. They're completely, rent they're, they're defenseless and renderless because they can't work legally. Right. Right. So a, and, and another thing, Sarah, we have to do on this show. There's a difference between migration and immigration. Mm -hmm. They're not the same. 
Corinne Jean-Pierre wants you to believe it's the same, right? A, a, a migrant is not an immigrant. An immigrant is an individual that follows the legal judicial process that applies for a visa, applies for asylum. It gets granted by a U.S. embassy in their country. They come over on the record. There's provisions for them. There's a path for them, a fast path to be able to work, to get a green card on the process of becoming an American and do what? Assimilate, become mm -hmm. an American. Mm -hmm. Nobody, mm -hmm. nobody that's crossing the, the 4,500 that's gonna cross El Paso today are interested in becoming an American, mm -hmm. meaning our values, you know, liberty and justice for all, right. us under God, not even discussed. Zero. And they want you to believe that that kind of diversity in this country is a good thing, right? This, this type of, di oh, we, we want all kinds of people. We can welcome in these third world people who are completely uncivilized, have a completely different way of doing things, and we're all just going to coexist. Yeah, that's the culture shock uh, element of it that even I catch myself unfortunately disagreeing with even a lot of libertarians fellow libertarians because a lot of them get this to get this issue disastrously wrong definitely on the concept of diversity and all of that where i've worded it exactly like this um diversity is just a side effect it's not a good thing it's not a bad thing it's just a thing and i think the difference between where you have in a geographical area where you have people that may be of different racial back backgrounds and ethnic backgrounds is that they have a similar subculture which allows them to be cohesive what you have in this country and this is the part that's going to be really controversial because what you have in this country is a it's they're getting it wrong on both ways. So not only do you have this, let's say, influx of people that are living under a completely different set of values that are moving into a geographical area, you've also have demonized the individuals that want to separate from that um, voluntarily. We're not talking about like keeping people away from property that they can rightfully own. No, we're talking about they have demonized the idea of people voluntarily separating, which I've made this point time and time again, I don't care where you're at under the political spectrum, if peace is something that you give a damn about, you have to pay attention to exactly that element. Instead of looking at it like this coexists, we're all on the same page. No, you look at it like, okay, I want you to be able to vol voluntarily integrate, but I also want you to be able to freely and voluntarily separate. Mm -hmm. That right there in encourages uh, cohesion and it encourages, um, like, let's say this, what you are encouraging <laughs> is violence. What you are encouraging when you have this influx and then you say that it's uh, because Joe Blow says, all right, y'all live in a completely different lifestyle that I want. I'm going to go over there. You know what I mean? And you demonize him for, for wanting to do something like that. What you are, or you, rather, what you have in effectively people being forced to integrate, let's say like that. Well, what you then have is, is, a, is a bunch of conflict. That's what you, that's what you uh, end up with. Whereas to, instead of looking at it like it's a virtue, I look at it like, look, man, yeah, there are people that are going to be of different racial, ethnic backgrounds that I would rather voluntarily live uh, uh, among some may look a be of a similar color others may not because it's about the subculture at the end of the right. day and not about this however if they do live by a different creed code or whatever that doesn't mean hell i want to be able to maybe they have something that i like trade with them that's how we end up in inevitably keeping peace but to act like people must be forced to live by their standards 
or, 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 or heed to what they what it is that they want to believe. What you're doing is encouraging conflict. And when you see it happening to the degree that it's been happening to this country, it almost seems purposefully mm. like they want people at each other's neck. Mm. Um, and, and that's what it looks like. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Well said. Um, all right. Let's go ahead and take a quick break. We'll be back with more. But we want to thank our sponsor, Eden Pure. So Eden Pure is for those of you who, uh, you know, maybe you have a prepubescent uh, kid who really stinks and doesn't like to take showers. Maybe you have a zoo like I do, uh, and you know you got cats, you got litter boxes, and you need to destroy odors in your house. You need the Thunderstorm air purifier. Uh, it's going to, it uses this oxy technology that it actually, the O3 molecules seek out and destroy. Odors, viruses, uh, mold, it, the molecules go everywhere, even behind and under furniture. We use these in my house and I love them. The litter box utility room that we have for our two cats no longer stinks and my son no longer acts very dramatic when he has to walk in the room to get his shoes. He used to be like, oh my God, I can't go in there. Now he's like, oh, it actually smells fine in here. Right now you can save uh, $200 on a three pack. You get three units for under $200. Put one wherever you need them in your house, but trust me, you are going to thank me later. You can go to EdenPureDeals.com, put in discount code Sarah to save $200. That is EdenPureDeals.com, discount code Sarah. Hey, those of you who are watching on Blaze TV, thank you so much. We appreciate you. By the way, if you're not a subscriber, you missed out on the tail end of a really, really good conversation that I had with Dr. Peter McCullough yesterday uh, discussing not only the, um, the rise of transgenderism and autism and the correlation between the two, but also what could potentially be causing both. But I'm not allowed to say that on YouTube. So make sure that you go over to blazetv.com slash news and why you can use promo code news to save you some cash when you sign up for a year. Um, but make sure that you don't miss that. Sorry, those of you who are on YouTube, you missed it. OK, but while you're here, make sure that you go ahead and uh, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel and comment what you think. Actually, you know what? Comment after you hear this next story and clip. A left-wing activist was caught on video. Um, <clears throat> this was San Francisco Supervisors Board meeting. And she was very upset. She, maybe, I think, I don't, I don't know, uh, was very upset about a uh, black trans shooting. This is a black trans individual, 24-year-old Banco Brown, who tried to steal from a local Walgreens and was shot by a security guard and later died at the hospital. And um, this particular activist uh, had a very interesting way of dealing with the Board of Supervisors. Watch. So I don't have any words prepared today. I just want you to feel our pain I don't know if you can at this point based off your policy choices, but I have to pretend you have some form of empathy left. So I am uh -oh. going to spend uh -oh. she just the got next COVID. minute screaming because that is what is going on in here. That is what yes. the trans genocide in this country, in this city what? has brought me to. No, she <laughs> And the demon is loose. Yeah, she's, she is that. 
still going. They're screaming inside her. They are. They are. They're trying to get out. Demons are screaming. rendered speechless. Um, I would just like to say, once again, as I said at the top of the show, these are very, very mentally stable individuals, very sane individuals, uh, clearly have their wits about them. I mean, this person in particular, um, I don't know why anyone would suggest that uh, there was any sort of demonic possession going on with this particular group of activists. She seems perfectly lovely. <laughs> Yeah, um, I laugh. I just wanted to make sure YouTube heard me. That uh, I laugh because I guess that's what I absolutely have to do. Because yeah, that is a mentally uh, challenged uh, person right there that we we see, and the fact that they this seems to be the behavior. Let's say that <laughs> uh, that often a lot of them have that they think this is appropriate behavior <laughs> by kicking and screaming like children that this is a way to sort of get people to listen <laughs> and get them to pay attention to what it is that they that they advocate right it's funny she mentioned uh, london breed uh that was i thought that was one of their allies but that's what it's like they're th throwing her on london the breed yeah. and the city of san francisco is not radical yeah, enough for uh, this no chick? it's not but it goes to show how much they uh, you know they they always in, inevitably exactly. eat their own that's how it always it will works. Never yeah, it, it'll never, never be enough. That's never why you don't cater enough. to these uh, groups of weirdos. But I guess, yeah, we are, we do have a mental health crisis in this country, but a lot of it's self-imposed as far as I'm concerned, and that instead of addressing it head on and treating crazy people like they're crazy to get them help and get them uh, uh, some sort of assistance, we looked at them and gave them platforms and acted at that behavior acted as if that behavior was normal. Mm -hmm. um, I think this whole trans stuff was what it, it just made it more obvious. It's not to say that people had been crazy before, but think about how that got normalized so quickly to the point to where now we're talking about young people mm -hmm. and they think mutilation of those children is something that is 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 just. And they got the medical community all in on it. It goes to show just how absolutely crazy things have gotten, but more importantly, how this country has allowed crazy behavior to become normalized, which is why it never uh, get you know it never gets addressed. So when you look at a lot of people within the youth, and they're just completely just not acclimated to be able to deal with reality, deal with the real world, deal with the problems it is that they have to face. A lot of that has to stem from the culture that we have cultivated yeah. in this yeah. in this country. And it's happened from top to bottom. Like I just mentioned, the medical community has been a part of it. Of course, your public education system has been a part of it. Your universities have been a part of it. All of the 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 more cultural entertainment stuff is all kind of uh, been been a part of it. And it's catering to these freaks who have legitimate problems like and I deal with it every day people that watch watch my streams and stuff and I'm going back and forth I was dealing with some guy the other day who was like gay and pansexual that's what he called himself he loses a debate with me and next thing I know he's done he's rattled off like eight uh three streams two hours each screaming about how he wants to fight me 
And I'm like, well, you lose. But why would you like that's not how a rational person deals with their emotions. Like you feel in some kind of way and you need legitimate therapy and you need legitimate help. Stop acting as if this behavior is normal. It's not. These guys got problems. Hold on. Hold on. I, I, I want to hear what, what you have to say. But I'm a little confused. He's gay and, and he's, uh, yeah, pan, he said he, he said as a gay man, as a pansexual. And I was like, I don't even know. I don't know what the latter. Well, I just. OK, so I, ju I didn't either. I just had to look okay. it up. What is that? This says sexually or romantically attracted to people regardless of their sex or gender. So how can you be gay and pansexual? It doesn't. None of it makes sense. It's like being compute. bisexual and other things as well. Right. That's coming. Which, which I think it would just be pansexual. Think about even it's a term bisexual. It's going to be a gay bi. Yeah. It's a gay bi. Yeah. Th that doesn't make any... Th no, these people are just sense. taking no, these terms that they absolute. think sound cool yeah. and they're like, I am a gay, pansexual, cisgender, uh, heteronormative, uh, two spirit. <laughs> oh, spirit. That, <laughs> that, that part is true. Well... The two spirit part is true. Well, There's I, demons up in there. Yeah, that is true. That's true. To your point, enabling... Like a family member enabling a family member to stay addicted, right? Yeah. Yes. As a culture, we have enabled the mentally insane and we have enabled the godless, demonized, demonic possessed to come out and manifest in public mm -hmm. without any shame or any consequence, right? You say screaming like a child. When a child screams like that in a normal household, there's consequences, mm -hmm. okay? You get disciplined. You don't get rewarded, right? One thing she's saying is, we hate you for what you've done to us. It's literally the demons in her speaking saying, we have, yeah, yeah, you hate law and order. God is a God of order. Satan is of disorder. When you see disorder like that, it is ungodly. It's unholy. It's absolutely demonic possession and manifestation. To your point, we've celebrated it. Sorry, Sarah, but a lot of white women in this country have bowed the knee. Why are you sorry to me? Okay, I'm just letting you know. I agree with I you. Why are you sorry to women. me? I know you agree I'm, with me, but a lot of white women have played this woman. card. <laughs> no, keep going. <laughs> a lot of white women in this country have played this card that we can virtue signal to other races and other mm -hmm. people, and we're going to go fight their battle for them, and we're going to go overcompensate. Mm -hmm. And now the same women, predominantly Caucasian women who have enabled them are now screaming, but wait a minute, mm -hmm. they're coming for my kids. And my and little Johnny is learning about masturbation in kindergarten. Mm -hmm. You did mm -hmm. this, to Eric's point. You did this because you did not stand on the wall as a watchman. You didn't warn. The blood's on your hands. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, all right, let's go ahead and uh, take a quick break. We'll be back with more. I want to thank our sponsor, Pure Health. So today is Cinco de Mayo, and uh, I would imagine a lot of you are going to be going out and doing a little bit of, I don't know, drink a little margarita, get a little tequila in you, see what happens. And you need to take care of your liver, which is, you know, is your body's master detoxifier. It performs over 500 key functions in your body every day. It's responsible for cleansing and removing thousands of harmful toxins, including that tequila that you're about to drink and uh, dangerous food additives, preservatives. And, you know, our liver sometimes... It, they get slow, they get sluggish, and they need a little bit of help. Might I suggest that you help your liver with 
This liver health formula, it is uh, it contains 12 powerful botanicals clinically proven to recharge and protect your liver at the cellular level. And it helps restore your liver's detoxifying abilities, boost your energy levels, and by the way, can kick your natural metabolism into high gear. So you gotta try them. And uh, it's manufactured here in America. So it's not, you're not gonna get some stuff that's over in China, okay? You can try liver health formula completely risk-free and receive five free gifts when you order today. If you go over to getliverhelp.com slash news, order your liver health formula and get five free gifts over at getliverhelp.com slash news. Senator Bernie Sanders is pushing for a $17 per hour federal minimum wage and uh, also advocating for a 32-hour work week without any accompanying decrease in pay for workers. What could possibly go wrong with this? It's not like we see in certain communities, in certain areas, San Francisco, all of these left-leaning cities, well, I shouldn't say left-leaning, all of these radical leftist cities who have already implemented these particular policies, uh, uh, a, a minimum wage. And we see how, I mean, we couldn't possibly turn to any results of any community already doing that and seeing the disastrous results that go along with that. But just for a compounding factor, he also wants to make everyone lazier and make companies pay for the same amount of work, which kind of, def like, if you're being paid to do a skill, and your skill is is worth a particular value, and you completely diminish the value set uh, or or the 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 cost of which you know you're supposed to pay, and then you completely diminish the idea that like you are paying someone for their time. What are we even doing? Like, what are we doing any of this for? Well, that's for? a double dip. Uh, I know. Uh, what are we doing one. any of this for? Uh, so first of all, I can talk about this subject matter a million, million times. Oh, Bernie Sanders has been an economically illiterate person. Throughout but but his hold on. Entire. But hold on. Can I tell can I tell you why he said it? It's time to reduce the stress level in our country and allow Americans to enjoy a better quality of life. <laughs> all right. Well, when their goods cost uh, astronomical. Mm -hmm. See, this is the thing that gets me about these idiots. I that man. might set them off. Because, <laughs> no, because seriously, anymore. the more I think through it, obviously, the, this goes against every semblance of economic law, considering what it is that he's, he, he advocates. The idea that companies, and I say this as a business owner, multi-million dollar business owner, the All idea right. that let's say now I all of a sudden got to pay my employees more, which I don't really have anybody making uh, making that. Most uh, guys that I have voluntarily make uh, more than that, let's say, working for my business. But this idea that I have to now accommodate them for working eight hours less. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and, and, and like, what am I supposed what am I going to oh, I'm just going to eat the cost? Right. No, no business owner in, in America is going to do that. They're like, all right, well, if that's the case. I got to raise the cost to try to make up for it. So it's a wash mm -hmm. either way. Minimum wage is one of the most right. For whatever reason, it's been slept on, even by conservatives. It's one of the most rotten laws that exist on the books. It shouldn't be kept the same or mildly reduced. It should be completely eliminated. Mm -hmm. It was it's funny how historically speaking in this country, you want to know why minimum wage was first implemented? It was by union workers in this country. You want to know why why they wanted it? It was because they wanted to price uh, 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 for one people, one black folk, young folk and women out of the market. Mm -hmm. Don't don't take my word for anything. Even look at the history of the Bacon Davis Act. 
This is how it had been historically used. You're from South Africa. You would know it was historically used for that same reason. Australia, they was trying to price uh, Chinese uh, immigrants out of the out of the Historically, that's what it always was used to do. Now you get to the modern era and that's exactly what happened here where you have people regardless of color, but even if you focus on, let's say, black folk and how it's historically impacted them, mm-hmm. let's say if they, you got a black kid that goes to a rotten school. They live in an area and because of the way the school system is set up, it's not like even if the school is down the street and it's a better one, they can't go to it. They're forced to go to that school that's in that district or, or, or what have you. Most of those guys, the most the better skills that they're going to learn. Lifelong skills mm-hmm. is going to be at work. OK, period. This idea that they should be completely priced out of the market is how it's impacted them. And a lot of people, these people, folks get of age, they have zero skill set. They're not going to learn anything in school, certainly. Mm-hmm. And they can't now work because you get them priced out of the market, which is what those minimum wages generally have have targeted. Entry level jobs, people that are just wanting to get them feet, get their, get their feet wet, do a little something, something. And now all of a sudden you want to sort of raise the price, the price floor, I guess, is what it would be. And you think that it's just going to. Well, companies are going to pay the same. How much the goods costs are going to remain the exact same. Now you're just going to be paid more, not only by by dollar amount, because you're doubling or the minimum wage or whatever. But also you're getting paid more effectively because now you're working eight hours less. So you're getting paid more per hour effectively. That is economic illiteracy. Uh, you can tell how I, I'm more frustrated now definitely as a business owner considering how much we've grown because i understand how this impacts me if i wasn't taxed and all these needless labor laws weren't there i'd be able to employ far more people uh than what what i am right now which means people being able to be more uh self-sufficient for themselves they don't want that i want to add another compounding factor for the siaco um because you're ta- i mean you're absolutely right eric and i i knew that would set you off um but you're also talking about a time in which automation and AI and all of these new technologies are coming around and you have McDonald's who's like, we're not going to pay people $18 an hour to flip burgers. We're just going to put in like all this technology. We're not going to pay people to take your order. We're not paying them $18 an hour. We're just going to put in a little booth and people can just go do it themselves. And then the person, instead of making $15 an hour or $12 an hour or whatever, makes a zero Zero. And again, it mostly right. It mostly impacts the black community, minorities and the same people who claim that they give a crap about these communities are pricing them out of jobs. And not just that, that downward ripple then is no hope, no purpose in life. And now you start looking like a Native American reservation where there's no hope, get addicted to drugs, no purpose. It's an implosion of a culture. That's Gen Z's number one cancer in Gen Z right now is they don't want to work effectively. Bernie Sanders is saying this to any employer. Mm -hmm. I'm a business owner. You are. Hey, for a month of the year, you're going to pay this person in addition to their vacation time, because that's a day a week mm-hmm. on average, four days. It's 48, 48 days a year, a month plus a year. You're just going to pay them to not show up. 
And somehow that's going to make them be more efficient and more effective. Mm -hmm. By the way, your supply chain is going to be affected. Delivery, that's time, cost of point. goods. Absolutely. Everything is yeah. blown yep. to Mars. Great You've point. just blown up the whole economy mm -hmm. by a stupid, numbnut suggestion <laughs> that you've got to go to $17 an hour. Oh, let's give Gen Z another day off. You just blew up the whole economy yeah. in one sentence, Bernie. Maybe that's why you'll never be president. <laughs> Even in your own party, you're a laughingstock. It's a joke. We've bred mediocrity in this country. Mm -hmm. it, is, it, is, it is evil. It is eroding at our culture. Kids think they should be rewarded for showing up today. That's true. They think they should uh, work half a day, work from home. I want to float like a butterfly, work in this coffee shop, then this coffee shop. This has to stop. This is insanity, man. I'm with you. Abolish the minimum wage. And you're seeing people are hurting. I'm going into restaurants right now. It's just in Hawaii, touring our film. Half of every menu in every restaurant I went to the menu was not available. Mm -hmm. And I said, did you not get delivery? They go, no, we don't have staff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, you don't have staff, why? We can't pay them. Mm -hmm. We can't pay what they expect. Right. They want to come flip a burger for $17 an hour. Mm -hmm. And effectively, it's not $17 an hour. It's $17 an hour for four days of work. So it's really more like $25 well, an saying, hour. I was saying, yeah. It's double dip. They want, they want double the money. It's insane. It, so, and, and where that leads, again, just to my point, um, the first fully automated McDonald's, fully automated McDonald's, no human contact right here in the DFW area. It's in Fort Worth. They are there. Yeah. They just opened in, in April. And those so. are jobs that those are jobs that folks like myself with the certifications or whatnot, we'd be the ones working on the machines. The people that those minimum wage, that get those minimum joys jobs, they don't right. got that but skill. Eric, but right. Eric, to your point, it's such a pivotal point. Now, even looking at Chick-fil-A right now, they're hiring less and less high schoolers than they used to, right? Mm. It's problematic. Mm. Your yes. first job should be a job where you are sweating, man. Yeah. You're making seven bucks an hour, maybe. You're working your butt off. You got someone over your shoulder. They're checking everything. Mm. It builds value. It builds spine. It builds a stronger worker for the future. You don't walk in at 17, 18, 19 years old, earning $60,000 a year mm -hmm. and go, don't talk to me. Mm -hmm. Give me days off. No one check on me. I don't answer to nobody. Th that is insane. Yeah. We need those tough, young, early jobs. Yeah. Well, I think that it's I think that I think it was you, Eric, who used this term that I think is so important to, to kind of hammer home is entry level. Yes. Yes. Meaning. You're not supposed to stay in that job for the rest you of your life. Gotta get the life. skill set first. Right. You it get is. The skill set. It's supposed to be entry level, Absolutely. no skills, but I'm going to build my skills, yep. Yep. and then you move on. That's it. Right. Yep. And people think that it's like, oh well, I, sh I, I should be 40 years old and still do. No, that's that's not the no. point of these jobs. We're supposed to have these young people come and in. And he's one of those economic illiterates that unfortunately look at it like that. They're like, oh well, a single mother of right. seven can't right. can't work. She's not supposed to right. be. Flip burgers forever. That, that ain't, that's not what she's supposed, that's right. not the position she's supposed to have, and that ain't got nothing to do with the business. The value of the job is the value of the job. That's right. What you did and what poor economic decisions you made ain't got nothing to do with me as the business owner. Right. And they don't look at it like that, talking about 32 hours a week. I'm going to work that in three days, man. That's exactly. nothing. Dude, I do 17, 20 hours yeah, a day. That's yeah, that's nothing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Listen, he's Last never word. owned a business. He's never written a check. That's true. He doesn't have a clue. Yeah. He doesn't have a clue. All right, we got to go to break. We'll be right back. Oh. 
Just kidding. We actually have to tell you about Tommy John. <laughs> so it's Friday, guys. I'm already actually I've already taken the time off and I'm going to be like one of those Gen Zers and just like I just don't no, I, I'm just not going to be here anymore. I'm just leaving. Um, so you got to try Tommy John underwear or loungewear or bralettes or here. My point is they have everything now for men, for women. And when you wear Tommy John, you are that much more comfortable. You can do everything better. I promise you, I am not making this up. It's literally the softest thing I've ever put on my body. I know this guy agrees with me. True. She's speaking truth. Yeah, I wear them. Uh, I have a bunch of Tommy John, like athletic, uh, little tight joints. Yeah. Man, them joints is nice, man. So everything I've had from them. I know. I love you, nice. man. I love you, That's man. the most Eric July endorsement I've ever heard. Um, they really are. They've got something for everyone there. And I'm just saying, if you haven't gotten your wife any Thing for Mother's Day, she sure would appreciate some Tommy John's. You can get 20% off of your first order over at TommyJohn.com slash Y. The softest thing you will put on your body or put on your wife's body. Maybe that, I didn't mean for that to sound dirty. I don't know if it did. But the point is, save 20% right now at TommyJohn.com slash Y. That's TommyJohn.com slash Y. See site for details. All right, we got a few minutes here to get to at least one of your Dear Sarah questions that you guys have been sending in over at DearSarahAtTheBlaze.com. And uh, all right, let's get to it. We've got, Dear Sarah, I immediately thought of you and would truly appreciate your advice. On May 13th, uh, La Positas College in Livermore, California is hosting a Drag Queen Story Hour. And my husband and I, our church family and friends, are all livid and need this to stop. We already go to our school board meetings once a month to voice our disgust with the books in the library promoting the gay and trans agenda. We are planning to protest at the school. Do you have any ideas on sign statements and such? Any advice on how to protest and be heard? God bless you for your passion regarding these awful drag queen children indoctrination events. Sincerely, your sister in Christ. Uh, oh, wow. Look at those beautiful specimens there over to uh, going over to the school. And this says drag queen story time for kids and kids at heart. That certainly isn't going to, you know, encourage any pedophiles to come. No, gosh, no, that would not. No, that would never happen. Um, look, I would I would tell you this. I don't know. I mean, it says kids at heart, so I assume that they are allowing adults in as well and not just children. I love your passion. I love your energy. I personally am of the opinion that uh, you make a bigger impact when you protest on the inside of the event. And that does mean that you're going to get thrown out. It doesn't mean that you break any laws. It doesn't mean that you get violent. It doesn't mean any of that. But I, I am a big believer in um, making a kind of Causing a scene. Disruption. Disruption. Thank you. You cause a scene. You cause a disruption. Because guess what? That stops the event. Yes. That stops the event. And if you get enough people who will go in on the inside, uh, you can potentially stop the event, like halt the event from taking place at all. If they have enough people who have to come, come in, stand up, disrupt, get escorted out, you disrupt the event, you disrupt children from being indoctrinated, and that is my preferred way to handle it. Um, we've got like 40 seconds here, Yako. Yeah, I'd say if you really wanna do it right, like Sarah said, then you would have friends and you would disrupt in 10 minute intervals. Yep. Yep. And you would continue, not all at once. You yep. disrupt, the, and then the event will cease. Mm -hmm. And that, mm -hmm. if you think about it, is what they do. That's mm -hmm. what the ACLU does it when is. they show up. And they shut, shut a whole session down mm -hmm. at a state capitol. Mm -hmm. It is. And, and by the way, I want to get Eric's quick thoughts, but um, I suggest also if you're doing it in a group, uh, groups of two 
spread out, not together, because they have to go get both of you or, or five or however much you have, but spread out. Not in one group. Eric, real quick, last word. Yeah, man, um, it doesn't stop until people make this sort of, um, make it heard that this just is not appropriate. And the fact that we're even having this conversation is just, man, cultural rot. When you're protesting on the outside, they get to still indoctrinate children. They get to still sexually exploit children. Try to stop them from doing that would be my advice. We'll be right back. Are you excited about Whoopi Goldberg's new comic book? This is a new graphic novel that is about uh, a woman going through menopause? Yes. A woman post-menopause. All the change, yes. And I, I see... It's quite a set. She's not named Whoopi Goldberg, but, but that's I, it's pretty Whoopi much Goldberg. a self-insert. Self that's Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Are you really excited? Yeah, I'm absolutely stoked. They're destroying the comic book industry, which is making me a lot of money. <laughs> uh, this is uh, being published by Dark Horse, one of the big American publishers. This is the direction that a lot of them going unfortunately and that they're bringing in people this is actually her first comic book she's ever wrote uh she's admitted that and uh that's who they're bringing on bring on non-comic book writers non-comic book fans to try to get in on it and they are actively destroying these companies from the inside because nobody's going to buy this there probably be some state funds that are going to be involved maybe a library or so that will buy it but this is dead on arrival but i want them to keep doing it Mm -hmm. Um, i used to be of the opinion like i used to love the marvels and the dcs i'm like man this sucks and now i'm like you're sending customers my way Mm -hmm. so the Three people that'll buy it. I hope you enjoy it. Maybe you'll get something out of it. But for everybody that laughs at Dark Horse, they make a terrible economic situation, which is probably going to have them ending up like some of the other comic book publishers. For you guys that don't know, IDW, massive, because uh, mm-hmm. they used to do all the Ninja Turtle stuff. They're about to go under. So, uh, Dark Horse, you're next. Publishing that. Remind everyone where they can find Ripperverse.com. You can get good comics that don't suck. There's a new book coming from him. Ne- yeah, next month we, we announced it. All right, thanks, guys. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.